Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are back. Uh, we've been gone for a little while, had a lot of things going on, but we're going to wrap up the Ducks season. Uh, we're going to talk about the goals as well. They got eliminated, unfortunately, in the playoffs. We'll also talk about uh, the Ducks and, and kind of what we think is going to happen in the summer a little bit. Some trade rumors going around still with this team. We'll talk about the draft lottery and the playoffs. Uh, are underway and uh, Eddie's t- second team is doing very well and my second team is doing very well so we'll talk about them um, in addition to all the stuff going on with the Ducks but uh, let's kind of get caught up Eddie uh, what's been going on lately man it's been a few weeks you and I have been just crazy run around busy what have you been up to <laughs> just everything work school work school hockey work school hockey uh, just Having a crazy, busy life, I uh, wasn't used to that. People that have been uh, long-time listeners, I always prided myself of having just kind of zero responsibility, just going to school or just going to work and, and things like that. Now it's just doing everything both, and it seems like it's getting full-time. Cybersecurity work, people that work in that field, it's extremely hard, and it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time, but I'm grinding it out. And then uh, Mike, my, uh, my scion, my baby that I've had forever, uh, my true love, Got into a car a, a collision. I don't want to say accident. There's no such thing as an accident, but yeah, I let my uh, my girlfriend take my car, and she ended up having a collision. So uh, m- stupid me. Recently switched down to liability from full coverage because I was my mind was like, okay, I'm a good driver. I haven't been in an accident in like 15 years. I think I've got rear-ended twice since I've been driving. It's like, okay, I don't need full coverage. It's not going to happen to me. Well. Now I'm gonna have to spend about twenty five hundred to three thousand to fix my car. I'm like, man, and I have such sentimental value to that car. I just can't let it go like that. So I'm just gonna just be out of that money. So might have to do a GoFundMe. You guys could uh, help resurrect my beautiful Scion. <laughs> no, hey man, that that's that's what happens when you let a Kings fan drive your car. So yep, that's on there we you. Go. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah, never again. If she if she ever drives any of my cars again, I'm making her wear a Ducks jersey, and that's not negotiable. There you go. There you go. But on a serious note, she was okay. That's the the main thing. I know we joke, you know, Kings Ducks. I know your girl likes the Kings, but at least she was okay. So that that's the big thing. Oh yeah, uh, there, Eddie. I, yeah, the first question I asked her if she was okay. I, I had a bad feeling about her driving that day too. It's one of those six cents that people get. But yeah, I think she was uh, more in shock and she was more just emotionally not like feeling okay, thinking I was mad at her. But I just told her, hey, it's just a car. Accidents happen. It's materialistic. You're okay. Uh, I believe, I'm a firm believer that the, that the whole universe makes things happen for a reason. And either she was driving or if I was driving, that car was going to be wrecked that day regardless. So who knows if I was driving the car, it, it could have been a fatal and I could have died or something. So maybe her driving it that day. Oh, well, it's, it's a little bit of damage. It could be fixed. She's okay. We're okay. I'm still here. I'm drinking Miller Lite, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to transition to that, too. It cracked me up. So uh, we were laughing. I think we talked a couple shows before about what we would drink come playoffs. And, yeah, the Ducks are not in the playoffs. So 
We don't have a playoff drink for the Ducks, but uh, I'm doing Red Bull Vodka right now. I know it's kind of old school or whatever, but uh, that's what I'm having right now. And uh, I did spend last week in Arizona and also in in Vegas for a little bit too. So I kind of did a little road trip, had to get away. Um, Stuff's been crazy for me too as well. I actually got a promotion at work, which has been good, more money. But uh, also a lot more responsibility and working some crazy hours. So uh, I know, Eddie, you've helped out a lot uh, with the Twitter uh, on the final games and and some of the stuff getting posted recently. So been a little bit crazy and hectic for both of us. So glad we're back uh, doing the show. Uh, Obviously, the season's done for the Ducks. So, you know, we'll have shows talking about free agency and, and different things like that. We have the draft lottery to get to a little bit later in the show. Um, that was announced today. The order will go over that, but um, kind of rewind a little bit. The Ducks' uh, season ended, like we said, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they did lose to LA in the last couple games, but uh, a couple memorable things did happen at the end of the season. Uh, I did go to the game against St. Louis, where um, Getzloff played his final game as a Duck, also at Honda Center. The game started out good for the Ducks. They didn't have a lot of shots on net, but they were up 2-0 in this game. Uh, and, and then they just kind of went downhill after that, sadly. Uh, they gave up four goals in a row in a span of about seven minutes in the second period. A couple goals in the third. Next thing you knew, they were down 6-2 uh, to two and ended up losing 6-3. to three. But... Uh, I mean, the wins and losses wasn't as big of a deal in this. You know, we posted uh, Getzloff talking at the end of the game, his gratitude. He also got that assist on the Ducks' last goal. And uh, I went with my buddy, Brian. You you may know him. He runs Suck. Ironically, he and I, I, it's between, I don't know who it is, Eddie. It's either him and I or you and I that have been to all these, like, games where it's final player you know, career like you and I went to Ryan Miller recently in his last game. Brian and I went to Tamu's last game against the Kings in the playoffs, as you all remember. Sorry to bring up old wounds, but uh, he and I went to this game. The Ducks did lose, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I shed a little bit of tears. Not gonna lie, um, it was crazy. Uh, you know, just I don't know. It's just end of an era, man. I I, I was kind of speechless at the end of that game. Um, I just thought it was befitting, though, Eddie, that he he got that assist um, on that last goal. Like, I mean, it's just the way he went out. We always joke about him being, you know, a, a passer instead of a scorer, more so. And that's how he he went out. And I mean, yeah, I wish the Ducks would have won, but other than that, I I, I thought it was a, a great ending um, to his career. Oh yeah, it, it was it was great. It was phenomenal. Um... I really thought he was going to shoot, and I thought he was going to score, and everyone was going to go crazy. But him making that pass to Henrique was just so fitting. And like I don't care how bad the Ducks played and how they got their asses beat, that six three loss. It's just I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to remember that beautiful assist as his final game. It's funny. I think Henrique was saying somewhere on Twitter I saw posted how him and Akins are going to try to convince Getzoff to come back for one more season because he still has the ability to play. I doubt that's going to happen. It's just funny to for them to joke about that. Um, he, he deserved this that was coming. He's he's gave everything to this franchise, uh, to hockey in Southern California, and it sucks that, we, that, that we're that we losing him. It's going to feel, like, feel really weird that 
Getzoff won't be there, but I'm glad he was there to mentor someone like Zegris. And he can kind of, like, Zegris can kind of look up to see how a captain's supposed to act. And he can just kind of fill in that role. Obviously, not real soon, but he can just kind of develop and mature and kind of be the Ducks' uh, next captain in the, in the far near future. You know, that's a, a big, big topic, too, uh, with the Ducks, is who will be the next captain. Uh, after that game, the Ducks had a couple more games. And they went with all alternates uh, for those games. They didn't pick a captain. So I don't know what they're going to do next season. Uh, it's kind of interesting. A lot of you out there, you feel it really strong that uh, Fowler will be the next captain. Some of you mentioned Henrique. And this is kind of interesting, Eddie. I don't know what you think about this, but there's been talk, too, that the Ducks might not even have a captain next season and go with three alternates. Uh, we've seen that a handful of times before in the season. What do you think about that? Do you, you think the Ducks should name someone next season, or do you think that maybe they go with three alternates? Well, I understand the three alternates this season. Like, you're obviously not going to name a captain that quick once uh, once Getzloff announces his retirement. And also, he wasn't officially retired. That was his last game, but he was still part of the roster. Those other two games, he just wasn't wasn't official until you know the season ended. That's when he became official. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the three alternates. I think you have to establish a leader and build around that. And that leader has to to kind of be the voice in the locker room, that lead by example. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to be your best player. It, it can. There's countless teams or a few teams that had bottom six players that can fill that, that C role. Just who's going to be the best leader and who's ever going to look up to uh, when you're down, you're having those down times. The Ducks are still in a rebuild, so they're going to need someone strong that can pick them up and, and just help them develop and help these young kids like Troy Terry and like Zegers that are developing as superstars kind of know how to uh, conduct themselves and be as captains. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I love Zegers. I love Terry. Is it too soon for one of them to be captain? Or do you think the Ducks go with Henrique or Fowler? The, you know, they're the ones that are the most... I mean, Fowler obviously has been there his whole career. He's locked up uh, through, what, 25, 26. Uh, you have Henrique through 23, 24. Uh, everybody else is, you know, you know, pretty much short of that outside of Gibson, obviously. But... What do you think? I, I mean, do you think a Terry or a Zegris is too soon next season? Do you think they they go for a Fowler? A lot of people are talking about Cam Fowler or, or, or maybe a Henrique. I, I mean, what do you think? I, I'm with you. I, I don't like the three alternates. I don't, I don't like that at all. I think they got to pick a captain. But do you think it would be too soon for a, a Terry or a Zegris to take on that role next season? Yes, especially a Zegris. It's, it's just... Let him develop and let let him keep developing in his own way. Don't don't add that extra responsibility, throwing a C on his chest. Now he has to answer for how bad the the team's playing. If the coach is is, is losing, he has to answer for that. It's just too much. I think it's too much responsibility for a kid that young. It takes a very special player to be able to accept the that captaincy role and know how to run with it. And not everyone can do it. Not saying he's immature; he can't handle it. Not saying Terry's immature and can't handle it. It's just. I prefer to see someone more in an established veteran role or that had a few more seasons under their belt that, that know the rigorous um, things of the NHL. Uh, Zegris hasn't really really digressed or had that uh, adversity really yet. He's just been playing well since he came into the league. Yes, he hasn't. He, 
you know, played his best that first season he had, but he still played pretty damn well as, as being that rookie, trying that Michigan move his first game. And he's had a, ter- a tremendous season this season. Like, why hinder that by throwing an extra responsibility? Let him just develop into that that that, that leader he's going to be that everyone knows he's going to be in the future. He's going to be our superstar. So just let him ease into that. If you want in the preseason games when you have some of those veterans out, just give them the A. Uh, let, let them rock that. Let them see how it goes with that. A feel of that responsibility. And then let's ride this season out. Let's get through this rebuild. Let him develop in the superstar. And then we'll consider giving him that, that C that he's going to ultimately wear one day in Anaheim. Yeah, you know, one thing I do like about Zegris recently was he was talking about the the whole thing with the Calder Trophy and, you know, who's going to win it. Obviously, you got a couple guys over there in Detroit. We've seen some of the fans go back and forth and whatnot uh, between the Ducks and the Red Wings. But I thought his quote about winning that trophy was interesting. He talked about how it wasn't that big of a deal to him and that if he did win it, it wouldn't be because of just him but because of his teammates and the and the effort of everybody around him. And I thought that was huge. I mean, he's still a young guy. Yeah, he makes goofy faces and we crack up with the gifts and all that stuff. But to me, Eddie, that was huge for him to to make that kind of a statement because he you know, it's it's not all about him. He know he knows that. And I, I think that's a huge, huge thing. And and he's also giving credit to his teammates, and that's what a leader does. Yeah, and I I loved hearing those those words from him. He's he's telling everyone right there. He he cares and focuses on that logo in front and the name on the back, and that's what a leader should be. That's something that um, I'm I'm sure that we all know. Getzloff is a big believer, and he's he's never been one to to talk about himself or talk about his accomplishments. Nor does he want that recognition, or he cares. All he cares about is the Ducks and, and the Anaheim Ducks moving forward. I look at that trade deadline when. Obviously, we know he didn't want to leave Anaheim, but he said, hey, if you can get some assets for me, then make help the team and go ahead and do it. That's a true leader right there. You're putting your team before yourself first. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think I'm with you. I think it's a little bit early still with Zegers and Terry. So I'm really curious to see what they do next season. I don't like the three alternate deal, but... Um, I, I think maybe they do give it to Fowler. Maybe he runs with it for a year or two, and then they give it to Zegers. It's kind of something that I'm thinking about. But I'm really curious to see. A, a lot of un, unsolved questions going into this offseason. And uh, another part of this, too, I guess, is kind of the goalie situation. The Ducks, their last game of the season, they lost to Dallas. Uh, another game where they got ahead. Uh, Comtois, who actually played well down the stretch at the end of the season, started the Ducks off, and they ended up losing this game uh, ultimately 4-2. to two. But uh, you had Gibson go down in the first period. You had Stolarz go down in the second period. You had Tom Hodges come in as the emergency backup goalie, which everybody loves. He finished the game for the Ducks, but the Ducks ended up losing. And it's kind of an interesting situation, Anaheim. It's a great story for Tom. I mean, he, he uh, never played an NHL game, partially blind. He was able to come in and play for Anaheim in that final game. I always crack up about this Ducks team. It seems like no matter if they're first or worst, there's always something that, that happens with them, something exciting or, or, or something crazy to talk about. So I, I'm really curious to see with this team 
um, what's going to happen. You know, we we got to talk about obviously the captain situation as we mentioned, but then we got to figure out you know what's going to happen with the goalie situation. Um, so I, a great moment for for Tom Hodges at the end uh, there of the season, but uh, for the Ducks, a lot of talk about Gibson. You know, and what's going to happen in the offseason? I'm really curious. I, you know, there's a lot of question marks for this team going into the offseason, Eddie. Um, what did you think? You know, they, they had him and Stolars go down that last game. I know a lot of the critics against Gibson think that he gets hurt all the time and he shouldn't be in there. More people are leaning towards Stolars being in there. Um, you know, uh, they signed uh, Callie Klang, too. It was another move that came up to a three-year uh, entry-level contract. Um, you know, you got uh, Dostal as well in the wings. Um, you know, what do you think? I mean, just a lot of question marks with this team. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that final game and the goalie situation with Anaheim? Uh, I, I believe it was uh, discussed by Stolarz and Gibson to both fake an injury that game um, just so they can give this young man a chance. They knew his situation. That they thought it'd be cool to give that that him a chance and the fans that. Uh, my sources, uh, trust me, bro. <laughs> no, but you know what? I don't like seeing them hurt, but I'm kind of glad they did that game because giving this this young man an opportunity to get out there and live a dream that like pretty much most of us would l- jump to an opportunity. I, I'd be awesome. Like I think the, my, my biggest thing close to ever coming to the NHL is getting hit in the face with a puck at a game, and that's my little glory thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think that would make this game more interesting, and that really brought um, that much more spotlight and attention to the Ducks. And I forgot the fan. I mentioned this three times. and I, I need to look your name up. But you, you asked a question a while ago, like how uh, the media and stuff can bring more attention to the Ducks. Zegris has obviously done that. Uh, stories like this, having an e-bug come in and, and kind of play a game and live the dream, that, that's, that just fired up. That was the talk of the hockey world that day. It was just it was good to see. It, it, it was it was fun. It sucks that the Ducks lost, which, I, you know, honestly, I, I started the route for the Ducks to lose because I wanted a high, higher ranking in that draft pick. But, I mean, we, we're stuck at what we are. Um, yeah, I reached out to him, too. I, I had a good conversation with him on Facebook. Um, he's uh, He was excited to jump on the show, so hopefully we can uh, we can reach back out to him or he can shoot us a text back and we can get him on the show because I'm pretty sure – the fans and I'm pretty sure you and I, Mike, we have a bunch of questions about uh, his experience, and I'm I'm pretty sure he he loves to to talk about it and, and relive it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a great you know story for the Ducks at the end. Obviously, not making the playoffs and losing and whatnot, but uh, great to see him in there uh, live out his dream. He got to play in an NHL game, you know, which he never thought was possible. So that that made that last part of, of the uh, season, you know, uh, enjoyable to watch and whatnot. So that was fun, um, and yeah, we reached out to him. So hopefully, we'll do an interview with him uh, shortly in the near future. So the Ducks they ended up, uh, you know, going out and losing. No, we knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. Not a big deal. So you were like, okay, the goals are in the playoffs. You're all excited. They end up playing the Ontario Rain. Best of three uh, games, and the goals lose the two games and get eliminated. Um, kind of frustrating. Uh, Thomas, who, who's doing a lot of the articles on the minor league stuff and AHL stuff, and he's got a lot of stuff coming in the summer, as he always does with his prospect articles as well. He, uh, you know, put out an article covering this and and the Ducks, or excuse me, the goals. They were up two nothing in the first game. Uh, it looked good, but then they got down four to two. 
uh, kind of fought back, got within a goal, but then the Rain ended up scoring three more straight, and they lost that first game 7-4. to four. Uh, the, the goals got Zellweger in there uh, after their season ended, but it didn't help. They got down 2 nothing. They fought back in game two, went to uh, overtime and lost that one. So kind of kind of a frustrating. I was hoping that the goals would, you know, beat the rain and keep on going. But, uh, but you know, no, no more hockey for the Ducks or the goals, unfortunately, Eddie, uh, as they got eliminated in, in two games in that three-game series. Yeah, see, you know what? I totally forgot about I need to follow the AHL and their rules more. I totally forgot it was three-game series. But I, I thought it was at, I I thought for some reason it was five, and I know it comes up to seven. I think when it goes to the the, the final or the, the the their conference finals and the their Calder Cup. But I was like I was disappointed because I, I was like thinking in my mind, hey, I I live down the street from there, cost me a twenty five dollar Uber ride. I could take my girlfriend, which is a Kings fan. We could have a good time, rocking our our respective jerseys, and then they're out. But the good news is, I uh, the goals are playing the Eagles, so I can I can go and cheer for the Eagles to, to beat the go- or I'm sorry the the rain, um I can go cheer for them. But yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that we had just one team to root for, and now we have zero teams to root for. So now we just can talk about who we're going to root against and who we want to lose for the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh yeah, and we got we'll, we'll save that till the end. We got we got plenty to talk about because uh, Eddie's second team. Has already gone to the uh, second round, and my team is laying the smack. Our second team is laying the smack down on the Rangers, so which I'm loving it. Um, so we'll we'll say we'll save that a little bit to the end when we talk about like the league news and whatnot that's going on. But uh, yeah, in terms of the Ducks, obviously their season over, then the goal's over, so that's it. Uh, we kind of have to look towards next season for Anaheim. Um, real quick, uh, our show is sponsored by BodyCheckWellness.com. Um, check them out for all your healthcare product needs. Uh, you can use code OCS, all capital letters, and get a discount as well. So check out Body Check Wellness, and it's check, C-H-E-K, uh, wellness.com. So I, I guess the big thing in terms of you know being an Anaheim fan and, and the things going on next season, I, I think a lot of people are, are kind of nervous but kind of excited. Uh, you heard that the Ducks gave an extension to Aikens. For one more year in his contract, um, we talked about Cali Klang coming in there, the entry-level contract. They actually named another assistant GM, Rob DeMaio, and he's also going to serve as the GM for the goals. Um, he helped build St. Louis up as the director of player uh, personnel, and obviously St. Louis won a Stanley Cup recently as well. Uh, so a lot of interesting things going on. You also have Kessler's contract coming off. The books, Getzloff's contract coming off unless he does pull a Solani and you know do the one-year thing, which I don't think he's going to do that. But it's interesting times in Anaheim because you're going to have a lot of cap space. You've got some of these contracts off. Um, another assistant GM coming in. A lot of people aren't really happy about Aikens. Uh, they're they're upset. I, we got some fan questions too. Some of you asked about uh, Barry Trotz if he's going to come in. I mean, I don't see that happening. Uh, they already gave Aikens that one-year extension. He's going to fulfill it. Um, and I, I don't know. I kind of have mixed emotions. I, I think, you know, like we talk about Zegris and Terry and some of the players, I think some of the stuff that's uh, kind of happened this season with the lineup is, is you know, just optimizing the players. And I don't know that uh, Dallas has done that with this team. 
Uh, I know he's well respected amongst the players, but I feel sometimes the lineup could be a little bit better. Uh, we've talked about uh, you know Terry Milano and Zegers being on a line. That's kind of the one you and I said, hey, these guys got to be the top line or the second you know top line for the the forwards. So a lot of question marks about next season. A lot of cap space for the Ducks. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But what do you? How do you feel, Eddie? I mean, it's it's kind of a weird period that the Ducks are in right now. You've got a coach coming back where people have mixed feelings. You have another assistant GM coming in the mix. All kinds of chatter about Gibson being traded lately. I don't know. I, I just. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the years of being a Ducks fan and following this team. It's just a very, very um, interesting period that this team is entering uh, this summer. Yeah. um, My whole thing was I wanted our new GM to bring in everyone he wanted to. Don't don't hold any uh, emotional ties. You didn't you didn't hire these people. You didn't draft these people. You do what the hell you want. You're going to make trades. We're not going to like it. There's players that that you and I get attached to. We're not gonna like trade it, but that's part of business, and that's that's what I wanted our new GM to come out here and do. Now, if he really feels like Aikens is the future, the coach that can really uh, like bring us up there and give us that level of of success that we can move forward, then so be it. However, it wasn't. It probably wouldn't have been my option, but obviously he, he knows what he's doing. He he's made some terrific moves uh, for the uh, post deadline and or uh, for the deadline. Um, my whole thing is maybe he just he's still like committed to this rebuild and knows that this team is still rebuilding. Uh, the the players have a great relationship with him. He knows how to deal with our younger players. Uh, Zegers has a really exciting, exuberant personality, calling everyone dude and stuff. Aikens knows how to handle that that, that kind of uh, I guess him and has a as a as a, a spunky kid. Um, I'd say run with it. Ducks aren't going to be a Stanley Cup uh, contending team next season. They made huge strides, but then we saw uh, a 180 completely. And now we, we are, we're moving forward without our long-term captain. So we're going to have to lean on someone to kind of mold the team and, and build around that captain and see how they can perform and see if the team's going to go and kind of you know take to them and see what they can do. I think it's the, I guess the right move. As player development, let him develop the players. He's done a wonderful job with the goals when he was the goals head coach, developing these players, and just let him develop these players. And the superstars are going to come, come uh, following next season. If the Ducks still aren't making that stride to be that contending team, um, then get rid of them. But who knows? Maybe the Ducks will will surprise everyone this season and make a stride that they did this season. Um, it's going to wait and see. I can't see it right now unless we make some significant offseason moves. But it's gonna have to wait and see. As far as the Gibson situation, if you're tr- like truly committed to a full rebuild and want to accelerate it and bring up huge assets in return to the team, obviously trading Gibson would be a good like a good thing to do. It'd be like one of the the most ultimate blockbuster moves you can do, and you'll get significant return for him. Especially a lot of teams are thriving for a goalie, uh, his style and his elite level style. He's been. Uh, arguably the best, if not number two goalie in the whole league for a couple seasons. I mean, obviously, uh, you had a Markstrom and Shosurkin. Uh, uh, sorry, my lisp is catching up to me from New York. 
but he's still up there as an elite superstar goalie. He'll fetch a huge return. So it's going to be up to Verbeek if he wants to go to make a move like that. Fans are going to like it. I know it's going to be a big, you know, pitchforks by some fans. Other, I don't know, what you call unpitchforks by other fans too. But if we feel like we have goalies in the pipeline, or we can develop. Um, other goalies, and then so be it. I just I, I want to do what's the best for this team. I want to just get us back to our winning ways, and I want to see the Ducks win the Stanley Cup soon. You hit on a lot of good things there, Eddie. I think with Gibson, it seems like fans get so polarized by him. Some people think he's like the greatest thing ever, and he can do no wrong. Other people are like, oh, he gets injury prone. You know, trade him, bye bye, whatever. I mean, I, the way I look at it is this. At the trade deadline, the Ducks did get phone calls on Gibson. They did listen to offers on Gibson at the trade deadline. Obviously, that did not happen. He did not get moved. But I think in the summertime, there is a real chance that he may get moved. Uh, a couple of the teams that have been thrown out there is Pittsburgh, Toronto, uh, you know, he's got family uh, in Pittsburgh, so that that's one that has been mentioned before a couple times. Toronto is, like, always synonymous with the Ducks, so I, I don't know, you know, how much that is. But it seems like those two teams always come up at trade deadline. Um, so tons of rumors flying around. But I think it goes back to, okay, who are we looking to the future net? I mean, are we looking at Stolarz and Dostal as being the, the guys to lead this team? Uh, you know, Callie Klang getting signed. Some people are like, oh, well, now he's coming in and Gibson's out. I mean, th that I don't necessarily think. You're talking about a, a guy getting an entry-level contract. I get it. But you still have these other couple goalies ahead of him. So I think the sum summer's going to be very, very interesting. I think that there are going to be moves with this team. I think that Pat Verbeek is going to look around, talk to people, um, like I said, there's been interest in Gibson at this last trade deadline. It kind of ramped up a little bit um, to see what happens. Um, but the, the, some stuff's going to have to happen. The Ducks also have a lot of UFAs and RFAs and things to go through. Uh, cap space that's available now. I, I, I'm hoping that a lot of things will happen. And, I mean, we're not going to go into too much as far as, like, the draft and, and free agency and all that. We're going to have a whole another show dedicated to that, and we'll we'll break it down even more. But I I just think stuff's going to happen with this team. I really do. Uh, another interesting part to this is Manson, Raquel, Lindholm, Delorier. They all get traded at the deadline. I'm hearing that some of those guys may come back. Um, maybe Manson and maybe D'Lo, I'm hearing, you know, might want to come back to Anaheim if Verbeek wants to bring him back. But like you mentioned, Verbeek doesn't have attachment to these people. It's not like Murray was there. So I, I don't know if that's going to happen for sure. Ra you know, Raquel and Lindholm, I don't think they're going to come back. If you followed some of Lindholm's comments in the last couple weeks in the media, Nothing against the guy, but uh, they weren't very favorable comments about his experience in Anaheim recently. So I highly doubt Raquel and Lindholm come back, but I kind of watched D'Lo and Manson. Maybe one of those guys come back, and I'm really curious with Gibson. I, I mean, there's just a lot of question marks, a lot of things to keep your eye on, Eddie, as we go into the summer uh, coming up here. It's going to be a really interesting uh, draft day. Uh, usually, I'm not too excited. We know Bob Murray is just going to 
I don't know, pouring more vodka into his coffee cup and not do a damn thing. But I think there's going to be some, some significant strides and moves to be made at this trade deadline. Uh, this pick is an ultimate, a, this is a huge important pick for Rubik. This is his first pick as a Ducks GM. That's going to be his player. So he's going to have to really do his due diligence and his homework and trust his scouts and, and put in the work too. So I'm looking forward to see what he does. And who knows, he could just throw a just throw a Hail Mary and end up trading that 10th that overall and packaging something and bringing in a player that can significantly help us and, and to, to get us up there. We all know how Zegers plays, bringing another player to help with Zegers and, and to develop him, that would be great too. Obviously, I would love DeLaurier back. And, I, and not just because the, that emotional attachment you have to players. I significantly think that he needs to be on the Ducks. We need someone like that or we need Manson back. Jay Beagle needs to answer for what he did to Troy Terry, that cross-check on Zegras. Maybe I'll let the cross-check go on Zegras because, okay, you're touching the goalie. I get that. But you doing that to Troy Terry and his comments after, no, you got to get your ass beat, bro. And I'm looking forward to the Ducks playing Arizona. And I really hope it's the first game of the season. But he, he needs to answer for what he did. And if you have a guy like Delorier who's been playing on the team, who has that, that connection to Zegras and Terry, I'm pretty sure he's out for blood and he wants some payback too. Manson too. We've seen him beat the shit out of Tyler Myers. We had a, a great song about it. That got I think that was the like most explosive video we had on on our social media too, Mike. When I po- posted that Miley Cyrus song and we posted that, that was just awesome. So those two players I wouldn't mind having back. Manson will be a little bit harder because his term and his uh, dollar amount is going to be a little more up there, but. I think they're two players that we we still need. In today's NHL, we still need those tough guys. We still need those guys that are willing to put that team first and do what it needs to, to do to make sure and protect their teammates. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that as far as, you know, protecting the teammates and whatnot. And, yeah, and yeah you're right. The video that we had on Manson uh, with Tyler Myers was huge. Um, that one, I can't remember how many, you know, uh, views and whatnot it got, but... You're right. That's something for this team to, to try to figure out in the offseason. You know, a lot of people sit there and look at, you know, fighting and being the grinder and it's not as big of a deal. But I, I think it is. It's still something that you need as part of the game. If you didn't listen to our last show, we had uh, Tame Solani on there. He talked about that whole Terry Beagle incident as well. And that's one thing that's kind of worrisome with this team. The Ducks team is very, very young. Not really a big size team, especially with Manson and Delo being moved out. Um, so that's something to look at. I'm really curious to see if Verbeek will bring either one of them back in the offseason or someone else of a similar type style of game, um, um, you know, for this team. But um, a lot of unknowns for this team going in the summer, Eddie, a lot of unknowns. Uh, I, I think the big thing too is who are they going to bring back? Um, like you talked about, trying to get somebody complimentary to Zegras. Are you going to play him with Milano and Terry? Or are you going to mix it up? Uh, you know, a lot of people upset about Grant being in there in the mix. Um, we some you know saw Comtois not playing as well, and then kind of picked it up towards the end. We're going to have Max Jones back next season. He was out. He wasn't able to play. Uh, you also know that Silverberg did not finish the season as well with that blood clot. So uh, a lot of unanswered questions for this team uh, in the summertime. I- I'm really curious to see who they're going to bring back of the rostered players. 
Uh, they have Zach Aston Reese. That's a UFA. Jerry Mayhew that they you know picked up off waivers. He's also UFA. Dominic Simone. You have Leterrier and then a Schuster uh, as well. Who I'm not really a big fan of Schuster, but I, I guess Verbeek likes him a lot. So you know the other issue that I have with this team is optimizing the forward lineup under Aikens, but also the defensive outlook on this team. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous. Well, you and I talked about this before, and looking at this team, you know, when you moved out Lindholm and Manson, uh, you've got Fowler, Shattenkirk, Drysdale, you've got Vakanainen, who's an RFA, and then, uh, yeah, that's really it for the Ducks' top four. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of nervous about the Ducks' defense uh, going into next season. I really want to see what they're going to do, because... I, I think they need to add somebody else defensively that's going to help out on this team. Uh, otherwise, it, it might be a rough season next year. I mean, it, it, we already know, like you said, they're not going to be a Stanley Cup team next year. But, uh, you know, for me, it's all about defense before offense. And the Ducks' defense is kind of shaky now without Lindholm and Manson in there. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really nervous about what's going to happen defensively with this team. I think on the forwards, they can be okay. They've got uh, Milano, Lundestrom, and Steele that are all RFAs, and they can bring them back. I know a lot of you, we got some fan questions. We're concerned about Sam Steele. We had Super Bjorn 31. He talks about the Ducks going to bring him back. We have uh, Ducks Dude 15. Uh, you know, talking about Steele, uh, that he's not playing well and, and that quote unquote sucks. Uh, you know, whether or not we agree, I, you know, I, I don't think Sam Steele sucks, but I, I mean, he's not doing as well as, as some of these other forwards are for sure. So I, I think a lot of stuff is up in the air. I think a lot of trades can happen. A bunch of you ask questions about, Hey, the ducks have a lot of draft picks. What are they going to do with all the picks? Are they going to use them all or trade them all? I think some stuff's going to happen. I think there are going to be some trades and there are going to be some moves made. And I think they're necessary. I, I personally would trade Sam Steele. I, I, I've kind of, my patience is kind of worn thin on him, unfortunately. I think it's time to move him. Uh, Milano, I like what he did last season. And Lundestrom as well. I think you keep those guys. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with the RFAs. Um, the UFAs. I, I don't know with Reese, Mayhew, Simone, Leterrier. I'm kind of, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on those guys. I'm not really like, oh, bring them back. We need them, but I'm also not like, oh, get rid of them. I'm kind of like, maybe you keep a couple and you don't keep a couple. That's kind of where I'm at, Eddie, as far as the restricted and unrestricted free agents. Yeah, as as far as the restricted free agents, I I, I would bring all of them back. I, I mean, why not? Uh, uh, maybe not Sam Steele. It seemed like Sam Steele kind of like he fell off. Uh, well, you know what? But I think with Sam Steele, when he didn't get that opening start roster, it seemed like he was in the doghouse to begin with. And you went with uh, with Matavish to go and over him. I think that was kind of a. I, I was surprised that he was still part of the Ducks come the past trade deadline. But his play has been too inconsistent. Uh, we we seen flashes of greatness for him. I've had high hopes thinking he was in a. Like, Kind of just developing that player, that top six role. He just he has those games where you see that 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 kind of style into him, and he doesn't. So with him, I would say just uh, trade him. There's some value there. 
Um, you're right. As far as the UFAs, I don't really see anyone that stands out. That I mean, yeah, yeah, sisters is a really big body, six seven, six eight. But it's just other than that, there's going to be a lot of other players in the open market. Let's let's get some change in Anaheim and and see what can happen. Obviously, the Ducks played atrocious that that last half of hockey they were just terrible it was some games are really hard to watch and i i I watched a lot of them on replay i didn't even i I couldn't watch them live because my schedule so i come home at night just wanting to chill relax have a few beers i'm like oh man i'm glad i didn't watch this live i'd have been just just devastated but i I mean i I wouldn't mind letting him all of them walk maybe the terrier terry if for a San Diego goals move, depth move, but other than that, I don't see any of the UFAs really making a significant impact moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And 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 these UFAs and RFAs we're talking about, those are the ones that have been on the roster. Obviously, there's some down in San Diego that they can uh, look at as well and, and bring back. I'm not, not really going to break down all of those that have been in the minors and whatnot, but as far as the roster players is what Eddie and I are talking about. Those that uh, you know that they can look at another one uh, on there's Jacob Larson. He's also an RFA. I know a lot of you aren't happy with him and the way that he's played. He, you know he hasn't really been as solid um, defensively, making some turnovers and whatnot. And, and that's just what concerns me with this team is is defensively. I'm very very concerned with this team. I, I don't like the top four that the Ducks have right now. I think I don't think Vakanainen is terrible. He's done some good things. He's added some value. I, I think that they should bring him back as an RFA. But um, when you have Shattenkirk, Fowler, Drysdale, and Vakanainen as your top four, um, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, that doesn't look good for the Ducks defense. It's very concerning to me. I think offensively, the Ducks uh, can do okay if the right pairings are together. Uh, I think a lot of it, too, Eddie and I talk about intangibles is the chemistry. I still like Terry, Milano, and Zegras. Throw them together and let them do their thing. Uh, you know, you throw Grant on whatever other line, let him do you know his thing on, on those lines. But, um, you know, you make up the other lines and you, tr- you try to work it out that way. I, I mean, I think you got to really build it out, um, you know, with those guys being together. Those three seem to do pretty well. I mean, Terry did very, very well with Getzloff in there, but obviously Getzloff's gone unless some kind of miracle comes off. So looking at the lineup, I think that's the way you go. Um, You know, if they bring back Aston Reese, um, throw him in there, you know, there's a couple guys, Dominic Simone, if you want to bring him back, throw him in there, fine. Um, I I think the Ducks can work out that top six with uh, Zegras, uh, Milano, Terry as the top line. You have uh, Henrique, Comtois, uh, in there, also Lundestrom as well. Uh, you know, Henrik's probably second line center, first line center. Lundestrom maybe the third line center, and then it's you know Silverberg's fine. Max Jones is fine. You bring those guys back as well. I think your top six forwards aren't uh, you know terrible or even top nine for the Ducks. You may have to figure out what your your fourth line is going to be. I you know I I don't know. Looking at um, you know these UFAs, what they're going to do if they're going to bring all these guys back or not. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting times. I, I think a lot of stuff's going to happen in this offseason. Um, I'm really curious. The Ducks have a lot of picks, a lot of things um, that can happen. The draft lottery just happened as well. The Ducks were slated at 10th. 
and they ended up getting 10th. So they didn't gain any spots. They didn't lose any spots. <laughs> They've lost spots the last three years. So at least they didn't go you know, down uh, in that draft order for the first round. Uh, but a lot of wiggle room there for the Ducks. A lot of picks that uh, Verbeek set up during the trade deadline. So the one good thing with this team going into the summer, if you're concerned, is there's a lot of options. Um, they can draft a lot of young talent. They can trade for a lot of people, um, kind of go in between as well. They also have a crap ton of cap space. It, it looks like $35, $40 million, uh, going into the summer so they can pick up some notable uh, free agents and whatnot as well. And like I said, we'll do a you know separate show on that. So it, it's just very, it's a very uncertain time for this team right now. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, I'm not, I know a lot of people are stressed out about Aikens coming back. I, I'm not really that worried about Aikens other than if he can leave the forward lines kind of alone and let, and let them, you know, do their thing. I feel some of the games, the best lineup wasn't always out there, which, which was frustrating. And then we saw flashes of when the right pairings are out there, the team did better. So I really want to see how that develops. And like we talked about, the goalie situation is, uh, as well. So just really a lot of unknowns, Eddie, um, with this team. Uh, I, I feel like they did they outperformed in the beginning of the season. We had the stuff with Murray happen. He got booted out. They brought in Verbeek. Uh, the Ducks started out well. Scoring goals, special teams started out well. Terry started out playing well, had that crazy point streak. Uh, then the middle season, things got kind of messed up with COVID and people being injured and all kinds of different things. And the, and the season kind of changed. They didn't do as well in the second half. So the question is, is can they build this team up to be more consistent next season? And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, I, I like I said before, uh, when we talked about this, I think a lot of teams underestimated Anaheim. They came ready to play the ducks, thinking the ducks were going to play that same style of hockey, the same style. We've seen, well, we've been seeing for years, the same power play, but you had guys like Zegris, you have uh, Exploding Terry, just the, the team's dynamic changed, and I don't think a lot of teams were aware of that or how to deal with that, and they just they came out flat-footed and expecting an easy win for the Ducks, and the Ducks made them pay. And I don't think it's going to be the case like that uh, come next season. I think it's going to be a little harder for the Ducks because teams are going to be expecting, uh, you know, you know take, uh, keep an extra eye out for Troy Terry, who just exploded this season. Uh, but guys like Trevor Zegers, where he didn't really have that sophomore slump that a lot of rookies do have. So uh, maybe, I guess, next season he'll be considered that sophomore slump if he does that sophomore season. But I'm still counting the first season he did play. So it's going to be one of those, like, wait-and-see situations. It's going to be interesting, like you said, Mike. I think a lot of moves are going to be made. But I, I'm here in the long run. I'm looking forward to next season. Looking forward to watching the games. Despite if the Ducks start off really bad, I'll still be there paying seventeen dollars for a beer and complaining about it on the show, like I always do. Um, but it's not going to be forever. I I like where this team's going. You see that that glimmer of hope. It's not it's it's not going to be like the Coyotes or, or the Buffalo Sabers. You actually see a spark in this team and something special beginning the build right there. So it's it's gonna be fun to see it and just I, I'm glad that we can uh, talk about it right now and it's gonna be one of those things. Come a few seasons, we'll be like, "Whoa, remember the Ducks for this bad?" And now look at us. Yeah, but absolutely. Just stick through it and see how they're gonna do. I I, I think they can only go up from here. Uh, obviously, some things that they gotta do in the off season. I'm curious to see who they draft and who they trade for and whatnot. So. 
you know, just just kind of hold tight, obviously, um, as, as the playoffs are going on right now and we're not in it and whatnot. You do have um, the IAHF Worlds coming up. Uh, Comtois, Dostal, Simone, and Leterrier are in those. So that's something to look forward to. You've got uh, Comtois representing Canada, Leterrier with USA, and then Dostal and Simone um, with the Czech team. So some stuff to look forward to a little bit. In the offseason, and like I said, a lot of articles that we'll have uh, written as well uh, that Thomas is covering, a lot of the prospects and their development and whatnot. So I'm still excited for next season. I'm really curious to see who they bring in uh, to help pump this team up. I think free agency might be kind of crazy for the Ducks uh, as well, or maybe even the, the draft if they make some trades as well. So don't count this team out. I, I know this season, first half was fantastic. We, you know, they were up there in the top, and then you know the second half was not as great. So uh, I, I just, you know, want to see how they do. I, I think there's a lot of unknowns, and I think that they might come out and surprise people next season. Like we said, they're not going to be a Stanley Cup contending team, but they can come out uh, like they did this season. And if they can maintain it, then maybe they do make the playoffs, and we see what happens. Um, you know, you had some definite glimmers of hope today with some of the play. Um, Zegras, of course, um, with his lacrosse goals. We saw what he did at the All-Star game. Um, Terry exploded this season. Uh, Milano did well as two. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of, there was a lot of positive stuff with the, the team. Maybe more so individual efforts. Maybe not so much the team as a whole. So I'm really curious to see um, you know, how it's going to all unfold. Um, we just have the... Um, you know, draft and the free agency that we'll have another show talking about some of those in a little bit later. But uh, it, it's interesting. And, and this year's been crazy. A lot of stuff happened with this team. Nobody at the beginning of the season thought Bob Murray would be gone. Nobody thought Ryan Getzoff was going to retire. Um, just crazy. I don't know. It, it seems like every season something happens with this team, Eddie. It's like. We joke, it's like the most interesting team in the NHL. I, I swear, whether they win or lose, there's always just something to talk about that goes on with this team. Well, that's good for us. It gives more conversation. Uh, the only positive thing, at least we haven't really had that big of controversy from our players. We don't have players that are causing off-ice like off incidents making us infamous. So at least we're getting more exposure from the incidents that happened. I mean, obviously the Bob Murray situation, it was kind of a, a, a blowback. But the way the Ducks handled it and came out and did that and the way the league responded, I think that was really positive. And it showed the Ducks' level of commitment to their employees. And they want to just bring that toxic, toxic person out. And to have a better work environment for their employees. And uh, I guess it's a better quality of life for your employees. And you bring someone like that, it's bringing your organization down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, going in the direction they did, bringing in Verbeek, I think it was a huge win for this team. Um, I, I like Rob DeMaio. He really helped uh, St. Louis, you know, go and win a Stanley Cup. So I think he's going to be a good addition as well uh, for this team. So, I, you know, I, I like what I've seen so far. I think you know you can only go up. Like I said, let's see who we get in the draft. Let's see what happens in free agency. Um, let's see if Verbeek makes some big moves. Maybe he does trade Gibson. Maybe he trades a couple other players. Does some stuff like that. You know, there's there's obviously rumors and and things like that going out there. So still things to to ponder and whether or not some of the guys will come back as well. So 
Um, with that, I guess, really talk about the playoffs. Um, real quick, uh, another sponsor of ours is ZStackLife.com. A great multivitamin I've been taking for a long time. If you want to check them out, like I said, go to ZStackLife.com. And you can enter in my name, Mike, and get a discount. A really great multivitamin I've been taking for a while now that's been helping out. So, um, you know, with the I guess the last segment on the show is really the playoffs. I mean, the Ducks are out of it. But a, a lot of good hockey. I don't know if you've been watching all these other games. But uh, Eddie's abs laid the smackdown on uh, Smashville, a.k.a. Trashville. Uh, I don't know if anybody did a welfare check on uh, Carrie Underwood. But um, the abs uh, swept Nashville, I was very happy about that. Uh, obviously, Manson's over there, so we're, we're you know keep an eye on that. Uh, my Penguins are laying the smack down on the Rangers. Um, you know they, they they blew them out in the last game, looking pretty strong there too. A lot of these series are two to two. Uh, Toronto just beat the Lightning, so Toronto's actually up three to two against Tampa Bay. Carolina's also up three to two over Boston. So. What do you think about the playoffs so far, Eddie? I think it's been pretty exciting. Uh, I, I catch a lot of these games on replay. Like I, like I said, my schedule is just kind of crazy right now. But, yeah, I do try to catch all the all the Avalanche games. Those have been fun to watch. They're just they're a great team. Kale McCarr is a phenomenal defenseman. The Avs got lucky at snagging him at fourth overall. Yeah, Ten points in those four games. That's just insane numbers he's putting on. He just... He's putting on a clinic. He's he's such an amazing and effective player. He's going to help lead this Avalanche to a Stanley Cup. I feel. I think this team has made the moves to to get that Stanley Cup. I've been watching a lot of the Kings and Oilers series too. Obviously, you guys know my girlfriend's a Kings fan, and she's like an avid fan, not one of those people that just doesn't know hockey. I can sit there and talk to her about players, and she'll respond with their stats and where they play too and it's just it's cool to have that dialogue with someone like that especially i love talking hockey um i do want the kings to win and not for her i think it's just, i i don't think i want the kings to win i just don't want the oilers to to lose because i i think uh they're still they still cry about that goalie interference and their fan base irritates me and i can't root for anyone that has that piece of shit evander kane on their team I, I can't do that at all. So I don't care if the Oilers are playing the Wild. I would go for the Wild uh, at that point because it's just I can't root for any team that uh, that employs Evander Kane. And if oh my gosh, I hope the Ducks don't even try to attempt to get him next season because that would piss me off. And I don't know, Mike. I probably wouldn't watch a lot of the Ducks games or, or root for the Ducks if they got a player like that on their their squad. Man, that whole Kings Oilers thing kills me, man. I, I can't stand either team. And we just had the comeback on Catella anniversary too as well. Like you're talking about, they're all mad about Kessler with that goalie interference. So I laugh at that as well. Um, uh, it's just tough. I, uh, you know, I, I don't want the Kings obviously to keep on going. And if they get a third cup, we'll never hear the end of that nonsense if they make it. But they are not winning the, the cup. They are not winning the yeah. cup at all. Yeah, and, and the Oilers are irritating. AF as well, so I'm like, ah, I'm kind of torn. Um, you got Calgary and, and Dallas. Whoever wins that one will face those two teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I don't know. It's tough for me. I, I don't like either one of those teams. But whoever wins, I hope they lose to Calgary or Dallas, and that we just don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, I, I, I still like the Abs. Uh, we had our playoff bracket. 
that we set up. I have the Avs playing the Penguins. I know that's Eddie and my second teams, but that's what I have looking at everything and looking at the stats and whatnot. And even what I've been watching so far, I, I think there's a real strong possibility that Colorado faces Pittsburgh and the uh, Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know, I may jinx it by saying that, but that's just what I think. But that'd yeah. be fun. And Mike, if that happens, we gotta yeah. plan a trip to go to Colorado and, and catch a game. You know, I'm kind of hoping. And I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass, and it just doesn't like. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that the Kings make the Western Conference final and the Avalanche do because I can go and watch the Avalanche beat the hell out of the Kings at or of Crypto Arena now they call it. Because last time I went there with my girlfriend, the Avs smoked them 5-1. to one. They'll, they'll dummy the Kings. It's just going to be fun if that happens so I can just go to a game for cheaper and not have to fly out there to Colorado to watch the Avalanche play. You know, and I might take you up on that. It, you know what? If the Kings play the Avs in the Western Conference Final, I would love to go and see the Avs just smoke the crap out of the Kings in LA at Staples, AKA Crypto Arena or whatever. I That that part, I mean, I don't want them to keep on going, but <laughs> you're right. If they played the Avs in the Western Conference Final, I would go the game with you in LA. That would be hilarious. You and I could root for the Avs, your girl could root for the Kings, and, and we would just, Oh my God! If, if dude, that you could would rock be an abs jersey. I have a bunch of abs jerseys too. You can wear, <laughs> dude. That that would be insane, bro. Uh, <laughs> something I thought about. So maybe I do want the Kings to beat Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Evander Kane not to have any success. He's just, I think he's he's the he's what's wrong with the league, and I can't believe the organization, the, the National Hockey League, has him still playing of the stuff that he's done that's been on video. It's just I don't want to beat a dead horse, but. It's just something like that is is just a cancer to the sport. I can't believe that he's actually still playing. So I, I root against him, and I'll never root for a team with him on it. So it's just sorry, dude. Not my cup of tea. No, I think a lot of people feel the same way as you. I don't know how he's still in the league. So, so yeah, it looks like the Avalanche will host either Minnesota or St. Louis. They're battling it out. Like we said, Calgary, Dallas, Edmonton, L.A. all battling it out uh, in their series. On the East, you got my second team, the Pins, laying the smack down the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They're falling apart. So it looks like the Pins might play Carolina. That would be a pretty, pretty interesting series with Carolina being the number one seed. And then on the other side, you've got Florida and the Capitals you know, battling it out. And then, like we said, Toronto just took the lead over Tampa. Yeah, Tampa gets knocked out. A little bit of a surprise here. Everybody talks about Toronto and how they choke in the playoffs. I still don't see Toronto going all the way, but it looks like they're, they've are they got the edge on Tampa Bay right now. So I'm really curious to see what happens. If they get past them, then they will face either Florida or Washington. Um, but I'm still looking at the Penguins, and I'm still looking at Colorado. Those are the ones. Um, it, it did suck. I don't know if you saw that hit on Raquel. I remember I posted it on social media where he went nuts, but... He got knocked out, and uh, he hasn't played since. So I really hope Raquel gets back in there, uh, and I would love to see him win a cup with the Penguins. Uh, I, I mean, it'd be awesome uh, if that happens. I'd also love to see uh, Manson uh, get one with uh, Colorado as well, Eddie. I mean, you know, we got some former Ducks in here in the mix, 
And, um, I mean, it's just funny that they end up on our second teams. Uh, also, Andrew Cogliano as well. So, you know, he's on the app. So, I mean, you've got a few guys in there. Uh, I would not be upset with the abs or the pins winning um, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, well, obviously, the, like the Avalanche for me. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Penguins either. Uh, I don't. I know everyone has a big deal with, with Crosby, but I, I think he's a really great player. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. Um, Florida, I, I wouldn't mind. I still think that Washington might be able to take them. Um, I, I really think that. Tampa Bay Lightning are going to beat Toronto. I don't think Toronto's going to make it past the first round. You know, they had that thing of choking. I, I know it, it's like the way they're playing and the, the way they have right now. Austin Matthews is being a monster. I, I just I, that choke factor it gets to a lot of teams' head and they overthink when you have that. Guess that you should, I guess that losing mentality that they have. They're not trying to do it. Just it just sticks in there. I think hockey's a game that if you overthink something, you can end up being your worst enemy. So um, I'm looking forward to the next round of the playoffs. It's only going to get more and more intense, and I'm definitely looking forward for the Stanley Cup final and just hope the Avalanche are in it. I, I know. I still, you know, a lot of people, when their team's out, they don't watch, but it's been fun. I mean, I've been busy at my new assignment, but I've been catching the games when I can, and it's fun. I try to watch, especially in the first couple weeks of the playoffs because you've got all these teams in it. Uh, I, I just sit there and, and, you, and you know you got a game at 4, you got a game at 7, you got a game at 10, at least uh, if you're on the West Coast time. You got all these these games going on. Um, it, it's fun, it, you know, in, in the first round, uh, even the second round. So I'm really curious to see what happens. Um, it's been exciting so far. I mean, it's been, you know, besides the Av series, because it was 4 nothing. all the other series have been extremely competitive. Um, even the Penguins, even though they're up 3-1 on uh, New York Rangers, that, that one's been competitive and they can't stand each other. Um, so it's been entertaining to watch. So, you know, and if you're in our bracket, the top three will get uh, some, some prizes too as well. So thank you to all of you that joined in there. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get more on a regular schedule. It's, it's just been so tough with both of uh, our schedules and what we've been doing this season. It's just been... It's been insane, but next season we'll try to get more on a weekly basis. That you know, that's kind of what we're hoping for. But we're really gonna, uh, you know, in the summer look to see what happens. We'll we'll come up with a draft and free agency show and talk about um, what we think is gonna happen, some possible picks with the Ducks and, and where they land. But I'm just really curious. The Ducks have a lot of cap space. Uh, this summer, a lot of UFAs and RFAs, plenty of things to do. I, I think the best way I can sum up this team is there's tons of options in the summer um, for them. Plenty of direction that they can go, um, free agents that they can sign, draft picks that they can trade. So even though this last season started out great and kind of went downhill, and and now we're sitting here and you know we're talking about the playoffs and watching these other teams. Uh, I'm still hopeful for next season. I think this team um, can do some good things. I really do. I, I, I think um, that they can make a push for the playoffs right now. Uh, I know it's way early and I'm saying that, but I, I think there's a lot of things that they can add to this team and they can only go up from here um, You know, while we sit here on the sidelines and watch these other teams, Eddie. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not, um, I'm not holding my breath on that. I, I want to see what they do. In the off season, if they're gonna go for that, uh, 
th- those players that are going to be available and and how the team performs. It just it was something different. We all expected the worst this season, and all of a sudden the Ducks came out and surprised everybody. So I don't know if they will be able to replicate that. I, I hope for the best, prepare for the worst, but. If the Ducks have another uh, down season next season, they get that top 10 or top 5 draft pick, I'm not going to be mad. I understand the process of a rebuild. It takes time. You don't want to rush these things. Uh, we've seen what New Jersey has done before by rushing a rebuild, and look how uh, how crappy they've been. They've, they've, won, they've won spots and jumped ahead of teams numerous times, but it hasn't really paid dividends for them. So it just, I, I'm patient with the process, and I just trust in our GM that he can build the best team for us. Absolutely, that that's the key is putting you know we trust in uh, Verbeek, uh, like you said in the off season. I, I just wanted to mention real quick too on that draft lottery. This is kind of how it broke down. The uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, came out first, the Devils second, Coyotes third, Kraken fourth, Flyers fifth, Blue Jackets sixth, Senators seven, Red Wings eight, Sabers ninth, and then the Ducks rounding out the top. 10. So that's where they ended up uh, in the draft lottery. No changes for Anaheim. They did not go down, but they did not go up. Um, so uh, I was surprised. I thought the Ducks may go down again because it seems like we always get screwed at the draft lottery. But uh, we ended up holding out at 10. Um, you know, obviously not going up. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I- I'm excited. I-, I like watching the playoffs. I like seeing what's going on. Um, next season should be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of you guys, uh, you know, just supporting the show. I really appreciate it. I know we've been inconsistent this last year, unfortunately, just kind of the way Eddie and my schedules worked. Uh, like I said, we're going to try to get on a better schedule next year. Um, Eddie getting done with the cybersecurity and, and, and me getting this new schedule and things down. We may uh, change up how we do it, like what days of the week or whatnot. Um, and we might try to squeeze in a couple of interviews here and there and some random shows and whatnot, but, uh, just really appreciate you guys sticking through it this year. Uh, I know that after, you know, basically 2021, we go into 2022 and the ducks kind of started falling apart. It wasn't easy, uh, following this team, um, the second half of the season, and I uh, appreciate you guys. And a lot of you uh, messaged me recently like, when's the next show and all that stuff and whatnot. And I know it's been tough. So I- I'm glad you guys stuck through it uh, this season. Like I said, we'll-, we'll try to do some more stuff regularly. We did do a live show at the trade deadline. That's some other things that Eddie and I are working on um, doing as well. So we'll keep, keep working on different things and whatnot uh, throughout the season. Uh, I just thank everybody for keeping this going. I mean, Eddie helps out with the game um, Twitter account. We have uh, Mario and Aaron also help out. Thomas does a phenomenal job with all the uh, AHL and minor league stuff uh, that covers it. And we have a handful of other people that are helping out as well, doing all of it. So, you know, it takes a team to do this and um, it's been fun, you know, no matter what, win, lose, or, or uh, lose in overtime or however you want to say it or in a shootout. Um, it's been, you know, a fun ride with everybody, um, and you know we appreciate the support from uh, all of you out there that listen, your fan questions and whatnot. That uh, you know, just keep the show going, and uh, we'll see what happens in the summertime. And we'll have some more shows as well. We're not going anywhere. Um, we'll we'll do something about the draft. We'll do something on the free agency. 
And, uh, you know, as September, October comes around, we'll start talking about next season and the outlook once we know what's going to happen here in the next month or two. So uh, while the Ducks are out of it, I hope you guys are enjoying the playoffs, editing our watching as many games as we can. It's been exciting. I love just the game in general. So um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, Eddie, but uh, uh, just appreciate everybody's support. Oh, definitely. I think you said it best. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I haven't been 100%. Uh, I usually give more in, into the show and everything. I'm doing the best I can. I just I have a lot going on in my life. Uh, cybersecurity it was, wasn't easy. It's still not easy. I'm still going through that right now to finish all my certifications so I can uh, move forward in that, that field. Um, obviously, uh, having <laughs> getting a girlfriend was something unexpected. But obviously, that you look, the the little extra I have too, I had to had to give it to her, and uh, she's been there helping me out through my my process right now about just being being a good sport about just chilling here while I'm studying and studying and studying. So it's just a life just kind of throws things unexpected uh, unexpectedly at you. Should to adapt and overcome and move forward, but. Hopefully next season, once I finish all my certifications in the next several weeks, we'll have more consistency and we'll have more uh, more shows and, and hopefully some more things. But I appreciate everyone's support, everyone that, that checks in, that, that makes the comments, that the likes, the retweets, the likes on Facebook, on Instagram. Instagram, you guys are killing it too. You got, I don't know what's going on on Instagram, but it's been fun. Um, always looking forward to talk hawking with everyone. I know I don't get uh, to respond as fast or quick as possible anymore. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll get back to you when I have the time uh, to breathe. But thank you guys so much. Yeah, and you touched on Instagram. Instagram, you guys have been amazing. You just like blew it up this season. Uh, we went over 10,000 followers. So there's a lot of stuff we've been doing on there. A lot of giveaways as well. We gave away uh, tickets to the final game, home game with guests off played in. And we're just going to give away more stuff as well. I've got tons of other things to i just i don't know i just got more stuff to give away we gave away a couple of jerseys um a lot of you also bought the last a handful of gets off shirts that we had uh you can um, get uh, more gear at tpnhockey.com so check that out as well uh if you if you want to pick up some more gear and whatnot and uh, you know just appreciate all the support uh, another thing we have that's coming up from, um, you know, we're part of the Old City Sports Network. They have uh, an event coming up at the end of May. That if you want to check it out, uh, Ice Wars, uh, they have uh, merch as well there too. And you can uh, download the Fit TV app on your iPhone or Android. Um, so the first event is going to be in Edmonton on May 21st. Um, you can check them out on Twitter at Ice Is War. Also on Instagram as well and www.iwifights.com. A uh, big event that they're uh, sponsoring. Um, should be a lot of fun as well. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to keep doing more shows with them too next season. We did a couple of uh, group shows this last um, season. Try to work those in as well. Maybe uh, get Eddie and I both in the mix on those and whatnot and try to bring you some more content. So just appreciate all the support. And this last year, I know it's been a bumpy road, but uh, hey, you know, you guys stuck through it. And uh, we'll have a couple more shows this summer, and let's go, Ducks.